for pun me Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be And trying to take my life away Welcome! Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. It is a Thursday edition of the show. We are live in prime time for a very exciting one. Because as you can see on the screen, we are going to have a live seven round mock draft for your tampa bay buccaneers we're gonna go pick by pick we got the draft simulator going that we'll put up in a little bit on pff shout out to pff for their awesome mock draft simulator we're we're gonna let the fans vote for every single pick it's gonna be a lot of fun we're also gonna talk about the press conference that we have today with Ryan Neal, the newest defender for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So a lot to get into. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is an amazing man, a fantastic person. It is Josh Capo. We kicked Adam Slavon out. We said, <laughs> bye, buddy. And uh, we replaced him with Josh. No, all uh, all jokes aside, Adam got a uh, root canal today. So hopefully, hopefully he's feeling Okay, but Josh, glad that you are here to join me on tonight's show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Matt. Uh, I appreciate the intro as always. I always think you give me way more credit than I deserve, but uh, it's nice to hear the nice things. And uh, how are you doing this evening? I am doing fairly well. Um, had a pretty good day in terms of Bucks content with um, with Ryan Neal as uh, Richard. Taraka says that Ryan Neal presser was dope. And it's funny. I like to use dope a lot in like my everyday uh, life. You know, if I'm talking to friends, whatever, I wouldn't be like, yo, that catch Mike Evans made was dope. Like I wouldn't write Mike Evans had a dope game today with three touchdowns or whatever. (laughs) I don't use it there. But Ryan Neal also did say dope when talking about the box defense. So I agree, Richard. The Ryan Neal press conference was pretty dope. Uh, a couple people excited for the mock draft as well. Gaming Wizard says go Bucks. Hashtag go Bucks. So yeah, a lot of uh a lot of uh, excitement with these mock drafts. They're they're a good time. As Gary Buff said, um I saw Broderick Jones to Tampa in the latest draft wire mock draft. Hey, never say never. You're gonna see a lot of a lot of different moving parts go on. Um uh, before we get into the mock draft. Do want to talk about the press conference we had with Ryan Neal today. I'll give my thoughts on it. I was there live and in person for it. Um, but Josh, obviously this news has uh, been present for a couple of days now. If you could just give me your overall thoughts on the move, what it means for the Bucks defense and uh, and in the secondary. Well, I, I think it's a great value signing, right? So Neil gets the veteran salary benefit, um, basically just the, the minimum. And he showed last year that he could be potentially be a capable, if not very good starting safety. Um, he was for the Seahawks. I think he was the highest graded safety in the NFL per PFF. It was a huge departure from his first couple of seasons in the, in the NFL where his play was that a little bit more below average. But what I think this does is it gives the Bucks a bit more versatility in terms of what we're about to do later today or later in this episode is uh, is more versatility in where they can go in terms of the draft. They don't have to feel like, 
we've got a glaring hole at safety. We need to fill that hole and then potentially end up reaching for a player who maybe wouldn't go as high as say 19, right? So one of the best things that you can do in the off season, as far as free agency goes is plug all of your holes with guys. You can, you can say, you know, I, I would feel comfortable with him in the starting lineup. He may not be elite. He may not be great, but he can at least start in on our team. Right. And then at that point, it gives you the flexibility in the draft to say who is the best player available that we can go and elevate the, the play of the roster we currently have. And I think Neil gives the Bucks one more um, option to do so. And now really there's only one big glaring hole on the Bucks uh, roster as it is right now, where you look at the starting lineup and say, well, who's going to play that position? So I really like the signing, um, especially because it's one year, you know, there's not a lot of money involved. So it gives the Bucks again, versatility and flexibility, which is something you always want with your roster. I think the key word right there is is flexibility. Just the fact that if you want to go safety in the first round, you can, but it's not a necessity yep. at this point. And I think the fact that last year he started in 10 games, he played in 14 of that. You'll hear him talk about in this press conference how much that really helped him. And now his goal is to – he wants to establish that he is a legit starter – in the NFL. I mean, this is the guy that's been fighting for everything. He came in as an undrafted free agent, played for um, the Eagles, I believe, played for the Falcons, and it was just with the Seahawks, played a lot of special teams, and then finally got his opportunity, worked his way to get an opportunity. And, you know, he, he got asked about, do you still feel like the same guy where you got to fight for everything? And he's like, honestly, no. Um, I can't just be the same guy that I was. Like, you work and you fight. And you try to make the most of the opportunity that you just get. But even in Seattle, he wasn't the starter. He became the starter because Jamal Adams got hurt. And then there was poor play by the guy they had in front of him. This is the first time in his career that he can go in being like, I'm not necessarily the guy, but this is the closest that I've been to being the top safety Bucks out of advanced field years. So I'm very excited to see what he can do. I'll be fully transparent uh, with talking to Ryan Neal today. He is a very charismatic guy. I thoroughly enjoyed his press conference today when we got to speak to him. Um, he's very confident. I think he trusts in his abilities. I'm not saying this is going to make him a great player in the Bucks defense just because he had one good press conference. But I thought he did a really good job of just He's cool, calm, collected, was kind of joking around, but clearly labeled what he wants to do when he's here with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'll play some videos from the press conference today. This first one that I'll start off with, um, he was talking a lot about, well, a couple of things. One, what was appealing for him coming to Tampa Bay, which really was the fact that he has a chance to be a starter. And then, of course, the other big thing with him is that in Seattle, he played a number of spots. He played in the box. He played in the spot. He played, you know, free safety as well, moved around the field, which obviously is intriguing to Todd Bowles as well. So um, his first response, it, it's cut up into a couple of clips. But uh, let's get to the video of Ryan Neal discussing coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
actually be a starter? Yeah, that was definitely appealing. Uh, my goal was just to, you know, show the league I'm a, I'm a legit starter. You know what I mean? Been in Seattle the past couple of years, had my chances to go and flash and show. Last year was really big, and this this year I just want to make that, you know, set the stone, set the statement. I'm going to start in safety. You know what I mean? And I want to come here and then definitely, like I said, add value to the defense. Never want to take away from a room. You always want to add to it. So can't wait to meet my teammates, the rest of my coaches. Just, you know, any way I can add value. That's my whole goal this year. Football one thing about him, he's a mastermind. I mean, never in the same thing. <laughs> so it was kind of hard trying to figure out what was going on. Like, it's like, who's doing what? You don't know who's doing what, who's going where. So I think it'll be really cool for me. I've done a lot of different things in our defense for the past four years. Been in multiple positions. So it'll just be cool just to see, you know, how, how expendable I can be. And uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge, man. Always, always looking to see if I can just, you know, affect the game anywhere. That's always been a goal of mine. So I'm excited to definitely play for coach. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, during your time in Seattle, you showed your versatility playing in a lot of different spots, whether it was free safety, in the box, uh, at nickel as well. Is there one in particular that you feel most comfortable with, or do you just plan on coming in and showing a little bit of everything? I just like playing football. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I mean, you can, you know, put a position on it, but the way our game is changing now, there's just exits. Like, there is no more positions. Like, you just see a lot of guys who do a lot of different things, a bunch of hybrids, and uh, you, you, like I said, you can see that's the way the game is going. And uh, if you're a football player, you love it, because, I mean, you get to just do anything and everything. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with anything. I just like playing. You know what I mean? Being on the field is fun. So wherever I'm at, I'm always cool with that. A couple comments from the pewter people as well. And again, we thank everybody for joining us on the show tonight. Flash Gordon said, I'm a little concerned about his tackling. He seems to tackle by the other guy avoiding him and falling down anyways. Al Bundy, on the other hand, says, I'd rather have Ryan Neal than any of the safeties available in round three, Gary Buff says Seattle fans were pissed they let him go. And then Flash coming in at the end. Uh, I have to wonder why the Seahawks let him go if he's so good. So that was a little bit of uh, the drama, I guess, if you want to say, is that they had a restricted free agent tender on him and then they uh, withdrew that. But Seattle's a pretty good safety room. And, you know, they put a lot of money into Jamal Adams. So that's why Jamal Adams is still there. Quandre Diggs as well. So, it wasn't an easy decision decision by any means for Seattle. But, yeah, a lot of Seahawks fans were pissed about it. And, uh, you know, Seattle media as well were like, damn, the Seahawks lost a good one. Yeah, I think the big thing that you mentioned, and to kind of answer Flash Gordon's question there, is uh, Diggs wanted to, a starting role. Like, that was important to him. That's why Tampa Bay appealed to him is because they did have that hole next to Antoine Winfield Jr., where he can come in, you know, at, at this moment, I think it's his position to lose, depending on what goes half, what happens in the draft. And in Seattle, he was going to go back to being a depth safety because those first two guys, they both have gotten paid, Quandre Diggs and, and Jamal uh, Adams. So I think that kind of answers that question there, Flash Gordon. Now, of course, Ryan Neal has a little familiarity with the Bucks because the Bucks and the Seahawks played against each other in Germany. Uh, last year I believe he had six tackles in that game so we got to see the Bucks defense firsthand and uh, the offense some guys that he played against and now teammates that he'll be playing with so he commented on his biggest take from that game and then I had to ask him what was going through his mind when he saw Tom Brady going out for a pass I'd be remiss if I didn't ask him because it was a crazy moment so uh, you see his response to that as well 
you went against that you'll now be teammates with. You know what? They're, they're real pro. They're real pros. And one thing about the defense that I mean, fast, fly around. I mean, the linebackers are extremely fast. Like you, like play to play. It's just like dude, they're just A to B, like nothing. Um, but real professional team, well prepared. Of course, everything executed great. Um, I mean, that German trip was already a hassle. <laughs> I mean, y'all did it the best way. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it was it was fun, but boy, it was it was a long trip for us. But you know, playing in that game, the atmosphere was awesome, and just to have a chance, you know, of course, to play against you know twelve and a super a Super Bowl winning team, it's always a, a good thing to do. You know what I mean? And I had fun doing it, playing against the caliber players here, and to finally be a part of it is dope. So I'm really looking forward to that, man. I love all the pieces that they have. And like I said, my only goal is just to add mine. You know what I mean? How can I add mine and make us even better? So I'm looking forward to playing with everybody. What was going through your head when Brady went out for a pass? <laughs> um, I, I couldn't, I was just like, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it was funny. The reasoning for it, I definitely understood it because the play before, I'm like, all right, Rook, you better uh, stand out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be over here just because he's standing out there. Like, he is on the offense, so. They came back to it, and when they threw it, I was like, oh, God. And then when he fell, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, man, then, of course, you know, Young Reed goes and does what he does. But it was it was actually kind of funny. I was like, damn, they really did come back to it. So it was, it was cool. Did that video play for you? It did, yep. Okay, yeah. it wasn't I, – I got a, a two-video system going on right now, and it wasn't <laughs> playing on this one. But it played on the other one. But if everyone got to see it, that's cool. I thought it was funny what he had to say about – uh, Tom Brady and the whole thing, just when he was like, like <laughs> I thought that whole thing was um, pretty interesting. And then uh, the last video I'll play before we get into the mock draft, of course, he's going to be playing with Antoine Winfield Jr. So he spoke about playing with him, his thoughts on Antoine Winfield Jr. And also, you know, not every single Bucks fan is going to be crazy familiar with Ryan Neal, given his role with the Seahawks. So, he talked a little bit about what type of player he is as well and who the Bucs are getting. He got game. I love his game. I mean, in the post, he's a dog. Anywhere you put him, he's a dog. I mean, I just love the way he hits. He's physical. He goes after the ball. He can do everything you ask him to do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to pair up with him. Can't wait to reach out to him and say what's up and, you know, build this chemistry up, man. I'm looking forward to it and, you know, try to try to get this thing rolling. So, I'm excited to play with him. To any Bucks fans that are unfamiliar with you, not going to be watching you all the time, what type of uh, a player are they getting? Dude who just plays with will and plays with desperation. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, I just play fast. I give it everything I got. Um, and that's just, that's kind of how I've been. You know what I mean? Like I said, my journey is based off that. So it shows when I play, you know what I mean? Just the passion of it, the desperation of it, trying to get the point A to point B as fast as you can. And just really trying to be consistent. I think that's the one thing that I pride myself on is just being consistent. You never want to be great one day and then terrible the next time or terrible all the time. You just want to be consistently great at all times so I think what you're going to get out of me is just a consistently good football player who's just going to leave everything out there on the field every time he plays so that's just how basic yeah like I said before just uh a cool dude <laughs> on the chat with um very excited to see what he can do um in Tampa Bay I I think um given his starting experience last year that's a huge boost for the Bucs and and a big get because you know, there's no secrets with the Bucks in this year's free agency. They have to find value. They've spoken about that. And, Josh, I think this is exactly in their wheelhouse of finding value and also a great fit at the same time. Yeah, and I think it's an extension of an overall very successful, when you when you consider the context of 
their salary cap situation. I think it was a very successful offseason for the Bucks. You could see them plugging play, uh, plugging holes in the roster with guys who you could reasonably say there is a path for this to be a very successful player in their role, right? Are there slam dunks across the board? Absolutely not. But at the prices they were playing with, you're not going to get slam dunks. But with each of these, you can say there's a reasonable path to a successful season for this player that can contribute to potentially another playoff run in a very wide open NFC South. And, and this is just another in a long line of those signings. Gary Buff says Neil was the fourth, fifth ranked safety last year. Big house says Ryan Neal, our safety of the future. Guys, a real dog. And then uh, transitioning a little bit here, Mark Fisher says, feels like the Bucks are setting up for a tackle in round one. Helps, in all caps, everyone on offense. Quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So I think that makes it a great time, Josh, to get our seven-round live mock draft underway. Let me set up the PFF draft simulator. Just like that. There you see it, folks, up on the screen. Let me change that Celsius logo as well. Yeah, we'll go with that one. That looks pretty good. Okay, so this is how we're going to do it. And if you see me going back and forth, that's because I got the two-system thing going on. We, of course, are going to be picking for the Buccaneers. Yep. Seven rounds. Speed, we're going turbo. We're going fast. It doesn't really matter anyway. It just goes through the picks, and then you can take your time with it. Now, the one thing I want to ask about that turbo, that's going to prevent us from doing a whole lot of potentially trading up, trading. It'll allow us to trade back because it'll freeze down on the Bucks picks. But does this mean that we want to just kind of stick with the picks the Bucks have? Well, so my thought here is that we're – Going to try to do one for the pewter people. We want to kind of do one like once a week leading up until the draft. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking like we dip our toe into the water. We ease our way. I like it. Mock drafts and then like make a trade in the next one or the one after. Just kind of get our feet wet. This I one. like it. All right, cool. Um, in terms of the advanced settings, public versus PFF board, I'm thinking of just putting it in, in the middle. I, I think, uh, you know, no reason to sway one way or another. Okay. Same thing with the care for provisional uh, positional value. Okay. Um, same with draft needs. Randomness, we won't put it all the way halfway. We'll, we'll keep it a little bit random. Matt, do you um, mind pulling that um, public versus PFF board, maybe one slot towards the public board? Just sure. so we don't get totally like out there with some, some like Hendon Hooker going top 10. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> right about that. Um. Yeah, Al Bundy asked, will there be any trades? We plan on doing this like once a week yes. um, up until the draft. So uh, not for this one, but we will in future ones. Unless you guys are like adamant about wanting to do a trade. So the way this is going to work, ladies and gents, is um, we're about to start the draft in a minute. We'll kind of just give our thoughts on like who they should pick, uh, see some of the best options. Then it's on the fans. Uh, you know, you guys can vote for who uh, – the Bucks should take with each pick and we'll make the pick based off of that. So we want this to be as interactive as it possibly can. And uh, without further ado, let's get it going. I will say I'm a little more shameless than Matt. If you super chat, you get two votes for whatever you put in. If you super chat, we will, um, we might just let you make the pick right then. I like that. Let's <laughs> go. 
on uh yeah on the super chat <laughs> long lost glazer says anybody named darnell is welcome to take <laughs> i like it okay let's get it going um filter position so i think like overall i mean they have the options of like best available brian branch right. is available darnell right Brian Brees, Anton Harrison, Will McDonald. So what I'm going to do, Josh, and feel free to guide me in the right direction. Sure. You're you're uh, an expert on this as well. I'm going to filter offensive tackle and safety and edge rusher because throw, ideally that's where the throw corner are. in there because there's a player I want to talk a little bit about there. Sure, that's going to be in that corner. Absolutely. Position. So uh, in terms of, and I'm saying this for some people that might listen on audio as well, but this is definitely a uh, more of a visual type of podcast that you want to listen yeah. to for this episode as uh, some of the votes start coming in. A lot for Darnell Wright, uh, Michael Meyer, the uh, mayor, sorry, the uh, tight end. A lot of people saying offensive tackle. Um, but anyway, yeah, Josh, please. Yeah, so I think um... – I think the big thing, if the Bucks are in this position, assuming there are no other you know, free agency moves between now and the draft, the, the big thing that they're probably going to be looking at is who's left at offensive tackle. And then are there any players outside of that position group that they have so far up their board over that position that they would be willing to say, you know what, it, it's just too good a value. So the reason why I said let's keep corner on there is because there is a player there. He's top 10 player on my big board as of right now. I've got about 125 guys scouted. Um, and that is Deontay uh, Banks out of Maryland. Um, and, and his tape is his tape and his athleticism combined are just absolutely phenomenal. He's the number two corner on my board. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was when we were at the senior bowl in Mobile, Alabama, um, Scott Reynolds got a chance to talk to Michigan State wide receiver Jaden Reed. And he said, hey, who are some of the best corners that, you know, who's the best corner that you ever went up against? And he specifically highlighted the cornerbacks out of Maryland and Deontay Banks, right? Banks is physical. He's great impressed man. He, he's, he can close the gap on, on uh, curls and comebacks. And he's uh, violent at the catch point. He's a good tackler. He can help in run defense. He's just a very... I won't say complete corner because he's not great at ball tracking, like on deep fades and, and go balls. He just doesn't get his head around, but that's something that, you know, um, Tyreek Woolen uh, in Seattle got kind of coached up on last year where by the end of the year, he was doing really well in that. So for me, he would definitely be in play if say I were the general manager for, for the Bucks, if I were Jason Light there. With that said, there are a couple of really good tackles, and the Bucks have an obvious need at tackle right now. I think they have maybe you know some internal options that they may consider as backup plans. But you look at Darnell Wright, um, who played right tackle at uh, Tennessee, and then I think Anton Harrison's also on the board out of Oklahoma. Yes. He's more of a natural left tackle. For me, those two are very close on my big board. I have Harrison a little bit ahead of Wright personally, but I like both of them. Um, given that proposition, it would be very hard for me to say no to banks, but I would probably lean offensive tackle myself. Yeah. I've talked a lot about how I'm a big fan of, uh, of Darnell, Wright. I had him going in my mock draft before having Darnell, Wright In your mock draft was cool <laughs> to the box <laughs> at least. 
Um, a lot of people were saying Darnell Wright. I do want to acknowledge some of the super chats we got. Um, tall, FF, tall Florida guy. Thank you for the 199 super chat. Darnell Wright is the pick. Brian Ravenall, though, before he had a comment that said, I think it was, I like the, I want the defensive tackle out of Oregon. And then he gave us a $5 super chat for um, Ickes or Ikes. I don't know how you say it. And then yeah. uh, we got a 199 super chat from Super Straight Cash. No comment, but if you have another one, Super Straight Cash, we'll make sure uh, we go with it. Brian with a, another super chat, Ikea out of Oregon. Um, well, Brian super chatted the most, but the votes are unequivocally for Darnell Wright. So, Brian, I really appreciate you. Um, if you want more input on some other picks, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, um, go with one of your considerations. But I think for this one, so many votes for Darnell Wright. We with Darnell Wright. Sounds good. I like it. The pick is in. Darnell Wright out of Tennessee is the first one going to the Bucks. We are now in round two. These are some of the uh, best available. Tanner McKee, Sam Laporta. Uh, you got Tyreek Stevenson, the corner. Steve Avila, the guard out of TCU. Luke Musgrave, tight end. Julius Brents, the cornerback. Joe Tipman. Um, so... Josh, I know how you feel. I'm going to, um, again, try to like key it down to some of the positions that we predict the Bucs are going to take at least early in this year's draft. So in no particular order, we'll do tight end, safety, corner. Uh, we'll throw edge. We'll throw D-line in there as well. I like that. Yep. Okay. Now nah, we're really cooking. So Pondy <laughs> says, "Oh my God, where's all the edge?" Oh, super straight <laughs> cash says, "Edge, edge, 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 edge." As Al says, they are all taken. A couple votes for Laporta as well. Sean says Sydney Brown. Not sure if Sydney Brown's still there. I will say I'm not a guru on these mock drafts as well. Jamie Robinson still available at safety um, for edge rusher Isaiah McGuire, someone that we talked about. On yesterday's show, Derek Hall is still available. Um, yeah, Sidney Brown is available. Yeah, Sidney Brown, I think he's a, he's a little bit – PFF is a little bit lower on him than I think most um, uh, most uh, draft analysts at this point. I think he, he's kind of seen his stock really rise. I, I am a little uh, curious in terms of the guy who was, uh, who was saying we should take – um, Ika, I think he meant Ika out of Baylor and Baylor's colors are similar to Oregon, but he had said Oregon and I'm just not familiar with anybody named, uh, close to Ika out of Oregon, but Siaki Ika, uh, nose tackle out of Baylor. I'm a bit lower on him. Um, one of the things that kind of pushed him way down my board was his athletic testing was bad. I, I think his relative athletic score came in under three, which makes it very difficult to kind of survive uh, in the NFL when, when your athleticism is that low. It's a big 330-pound defense uh, nose tackle, um, but he lacks really a solid anchor, and, and it's hard to survive as a nose tackle. He's kind of a finesse nose tackle, if you will. He's got some pass rush moves, 
But um, when you're playing nose tackle, you really got to be able to kind of anchor down and, and stop the run. And he's never been a good run defender over the course of his career. Um, so for me, I think it's very interesting. You got three very good tight ends kind of towards the top of that list. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a pick your flavor there. Luke Musgrave shows some really great traits, as does Darnell Washington. Musgrave out of Oregon State, Washington out of Georgia. Um, some really cool physical profiles. Both of them lacked production. Washington, it was kind of hard because he was sitting behind, um, and I'm going to, the kid's name's going to escape me. Um, but Georgia just had this incredible, I think he was a sophomore this year. He's still not draft eligible until next year. Uh, tight end. And Washington kind of played second fiddle to him. Um, so both of them kind of lack production. Sam Laporta out of Iowa is currently my tight end too um, on my my board. And I love his tape. I mean, he is a natural playmaker. Um, yard, he's a yards after catch maven. Um, he's a willing blocker, a little bit small. I think he's around 242 pounds. But you see he's very competitive for his size as a blocker. So I kind of like that group. And it's kind of a, a – I'll leave it up to the chat in terms of a kind of pick your poison – as far as cornerbacks, um, I've got Stevenson over Julius Brents. I think there's some long speed issues with Brents. I think he gets a little too grabby, um, and he's got very inconsistent tape. Now, he showed out at the Senior Bowl. I think all of us at Pewter Report mm -hmm. were talking a lot about him that week. Um, so I think those are some some really good options. Uh, to the guy who said, where did all the edges go? Like, I was watching you scroll, and I don't think I saw an edge for like yeah, you don't <laughs> for really quite a while. You don't really see one until well they have Andre Carter they got Isaiah Foskey yeah um, and they have Nick Herbig listed yeah. as an edge but I think he's technically more of an inside linebacker there we go yeah I Derek love, yeah, yeah Derek Hall we spoke a lot about um, physical um, could be a great fit a guy that has attitude is going to get in your face um, Mark had a comment about what's more important for the Bucks right now is it edge or is it safety? Um, or is it, he, he asked edge or safety, we could throw tight end and corner in there as well. So this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to leave it up to everybody right now. Just start voting, not a player, just a position, either edge, safety, tight end, tight end or cornerback. Just those four positions, just vote which one you want. And then after we decide on what position, we'll put the vote to what players. So um, we'll wait a moment for that to start oh, it's rolling in. in. Yeah, TYT says Edge, Gaming Wizard Edge. Got a couple votes for tight end by Long Lost Glazer, Mr. Angle Edge. Grizz wants inside linebacker. Grizz, appreciate the comment. I think you're going to get outvoted. Darius Miller says go Edge. Kelly, Edge or tight end. Edge, Edge, a couple of tight ends in there. I think Edge is winning this out. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Gabriel for saying safety. So, yeah, uh, a couple votes for tight end, a lot more for Edge, though. So we're going to go with Edge Rusher for this pick. Um, and our options are Nick Herbig, Andre Carter. I'm putting a no on that. <laughs> um, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> Isaiah Foskey, Isaiah McGuire, Carl Brooks, Derek Hall, KJ Henry, Byron Young. Uh, my vote is going to be for Derek Hall. Josh. I would be, yeah, I would be there right, uh, right there with you. 
Herbig actually had some really great pass rushing reps, but at Wisconsin, he was more of an inside linebacker. That would be a position change for him to, to be kind of a full-time edge. Um, Foskey, I wasn't in love with his, his tape. Carl Brooks is going to be an interior defensive lineman yeah. at the next level. Um, so out of, out of those players, McGuire, I kind of like, and I think I saw KJ Henry, but both of those guys are dudes that I think can be had in, kind of in the third round. And I think Derek Hall is actually legitimately going to be a second round uh, edge. Cool. All right. We are going to go with Derek Hall for the second pick. And, yep, the pick is in. Derek Hall, second round pick, as Chris says, we reaching. Well, I mean, inside linebacker would be reaching as well. You know, there's not too many options there. So we are in the third round now, some of the best available. Um, Should I just stick to, like, kind of filtering through some of the positions we know the Bucs are going to be looking for? Yeah, I think at this point it'd be interesting just to take a quick look and see what quarterbacks are still on the board. Yeah, um, sure. The Bucks could. So Dorian Thompson Robinson um, out of UCLA, again, another guy whose draft uh, stock is rising considerably over the last couple of weeks. He's got some really good tape, uh, fairly athletic guy. Um, and th- I think this is a range where you might see him go. Um, I, I think he's clearly above any of the other players. I think in a PFF simulator, he's probably going to be available to late in in this uh, mock draft here. But I think in real life, this is where teams would start considering a player like uh, like him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, let's see. Safety. Rowan Corner as well. D-line. Brian wants to know if uh, is Hendon Hooker still available? He yeah, he's off. He's off the board at this point. Yeah, he is off the board. Yeah, uh, for all the red flags on Hendon Hooker, and they've been well spoken about. You know, his overall age, the fact that he's coming off of an ACL injury, the Tennessee offense is kind of gimmicky, so he'd have to really kind of lo- learn a profile offense. There is, th- there's what. People, you know, fans think, but then a lot of these national guys are really dialed into what teams think. And there's been a ton of talk from guys like Daniel Jer- Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay. I mean, these guys have real contacts in the league. There's a ton of smoke around Hendon Hooker going in the first. Now, I think one of those mock drafts had him go- like going as high as five to Seattle. I don't yeah, think that's, that's going to happen. But Hooker legitimately, if you're looking like late first, early second is probably where he's going to end up going. Yeah, I love Hendon Hooker. I'm a big fan of his, but not not even in the first round, let alone um, the top five. That was the second page. Sorry for scrolling through very quickly. A couple of players on the board. Sorry, Josh, sounded like you wanted to say something. Uh, I was going to say, but I do believe Hendon Hooker is a top 30 biz- visit for the Bucks. I think we saw a report of that, that they are bringing him in, so they are interested in him. It'll be interesting to see if he kind of falls into their plans. Um, I don't know if he'd be available at 50 for their second-round pick. So some of the positions that uh, we're filtering for this one, tight end, interior offensive line, quarterback, and safety. I'll throw defensive tackle in there as well. So um, some of the top guys ranked according to PFF, uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, cornerback out of TCU, Iowa State safety, Anthony Johnson Jr., Chandler Zavala out of NC State, 
Jordan Battle out of Bama, Jamie Robinson, I'm a big fan of, safety out of Florida. Um, I saw your boy in there. Where was he? He's we just passed there. one of mine, a guy I'm really high on, uh, Jartavius Martin. I'm, I'm a big fan. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Vaughn um, Martin yeah. out of Illinois. That was a kind of a really dangerous secondary between him and um, the, the corner. And why is his name? Uh, it's my number one corner. I can't remember his name. Memory issues. Devon um, Witherspoon. Um, right. They were a really fun watch, just watching that defensive backfield for Illinois. Also, your boy Caillou Blue Kelly still uh, available in the There we go. Round. So it, it sounds like people aren't as um, – Bryce, I was wondering, too, if Tucker Craft is still on the board. I didn't see him, so maybe he did get taken. But initially, he was supposed to be a late-round pick. Tucker Craft was a tight end out of um, South Dakota State. Someone else There's a fan of. Speaking of tight ends, uh, you just passed a kid, uh, Zach Kuntz, yeah. out of Old Dominion. Um, that is he, – he'd be a project, but all of the physical gifts are there. For what um, – there's a draft analyst who, who I'm a big fan of. His name's Marcus Whitman, and I love the way he described him. What um, uh, Anthony Richardson is to the quarterback position in terms of athleticism, Kuntz is to the tight end position. Um, mm -hmm. Big guy, I think he's like 6'6", six, six, around – he bulked up to about 253 this past season, had a really great year in 2021, got injured in 2022, um, but he is a playmaker at the tight end position – and uh, a bit of a draft sleeper, in my my opinion. All right, everybody, let's go through um, your votes again. Let's start with position, and then after position, we'll go with the players from that. Johnson, uh, that is what up, see. He wants to know who the first two picks were. The uh, first pick was offensive tackle Darnell Wright, and the second pick was edge rusher Derek Hall. So. Getting a great haul, no pun intended. Um, but anyway, all right, everybody start putting in uh, whether you want corner, safety, interior, offensive line, tight end, or defensive tackle. So Air Cecil wants a corner. Long Lost Glazer wants a safety. <laughs> Super Straight Castro says DB. Kieran wants a safety. Tall Florida guy wants a safety. Al Bundy wants a DL. He wants Zach Pickens or Carl Brooks. Um, Darius Miller says safety. Kelly says cornerback. Probably looking for someone with the same name. <laughs> Mr. Angle says safety or running back. Kyle wants a D tackle. JC, we're not doing trades for this one, uh, but over the next couple of weeks we will be. Uh, safety from Sean. So a couple corners, a couple safeties, a sprinkle of tight ends. We're going to go with safeties just for the sake of uh, the show not going for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, your choices there. Anthony Johnson, Jordan Battle, Jamie Robinson, Ronnie Hickman, J.L. Skinner, Jair Brown, Christopher Smith, Marte Mapu. Wow. They have him as safety. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say um... – Matt, maybe we open corner up because I think there's a bit of an overlap there. And you did have some people saying DB overall. Mm -hmm. um, and some of these guys would play the slot. Some of the corners would play the, yes. the slot. I think Quan Martin is kind of considered a hybrid in that in that um, 
vein as well. So right, yeah, um, that's true. Might might be interesting to see how the two positions kind of stack up together, and just we go with a DB overall. Yeah, let's do that. I added CB to it. So with that, um, Brady. I don't think Hodges Tomlinson is a Bucks fit. He's a very short corner with some really great tape, but very right. short. Jalen Jones in the mix. I believe you had a write up on Jalen Jones. If I'm not mistaken. I might have. I don't. Or maybe maybe Scott. It. Did. Someone wrote about Jalen Jones. Yeah. It's on our Instagram. Uh, Martin as well. As a couple people have been talking about Darius Rush. Uh, see a lot of people with Robinson. Air Cecil wants Hodges Tomlinson. All right, let's go with Jamie Robinson. Just uh, that's the most votes votes that I've seen. So yep. uh, with this next pick, safety, Jamie Robinson, Robinson coming to. I was just gonna yep. say he would be a great complement to Antoine Winfield Jr. More of a strong safety, triggers downhill well. He's very balanced when he comes in for uh, tackle. He's a very sure tackler, um, very much a kind of a box safety. So it would be a very good complement in that safety room. Yeah, it would be very cool. You can move Robinson. Um, you could move him into the slot unless you want to put Ryan Neer, Neal there um, as well. So a couple of different options. Before we get into this next pick, want to remind everybody that the presenting sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast is Celsius Energy Drinks. Check out some of their new flavors, Fantasy Vibe and Sparkling Lemon Lime. Of course, the vibes are always high on this show. Um, check out the Arctic peach and tropical vibes. And of course the sparkling wild berry, watermelon, orange, peach, mango, strawberry, lemonade, a ton of awesome, great flavors. The store located on the web, punch your address and find out where to get one near you at your local 7-Eleven convenience store or bodega. And then if you want to get them in bulk, go to amazon.com. Click on the subscribe and save Start getting it in bulk. I would recommend getting the variety pack. It's variety of spice of life. Why have one flavor of Celsius when you can have multiple? So um, you can have it sent to your house or apartment every week, month, quarterly, or yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. All right, let's get right back into the swing of things. Great participation from everybody in the audience. As Mr. Angle says, tight end, running back, or DT. Um, Kyle, talking about the current roster, Zion is our slot nickel. Roster is pretty much set. I feel like Zion McCollum has kind of gone by the wayside just a little bit because he struggled so much last year. But we got to remember, he was a later pick coming from a small school began his career injured. So got off to a slow start for the mere fact that he wasn't able to practice, but I don't think by any means that we should give up on uh, Zion McCollum just yet. I'm just saying he's not going to be the starter. either. Yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how the bucks use him. We know he, that head coach Todd Bowles is very high on him. His physical profile would trend to more of an outside corner, but they just locked their second outside corner to a three-year deal in terms of Jamel Dean along with Carlton Davis. Um, Zion did get a start last year in the slot. It didn't go so well, but just in general, to your point, 
he was a very raw player last year. Obviously, he's going to have a, a full year under his belt now. You would hope to see kind of a jump forward. Um, maybe the Bucks are looking at him as kind of an oversized slot defender. Uh, it would be very interesting. We haven't heard either way from the team at this point in the, the offseason, and that may come down to how the draft board falls for them. So. Could very much be, yeah. Um, for this one, going to keep tight end, running back, interior offensive line, cornerback, defensive lineman. And we'll throw linebacker in there as well. Why not? Let's get crazy with it. There we go. Um, you know what? Gonna throw. I'm pretty much just gonna keep everything but quarterback and offensive tackle. Gonna throw <laughs> wide receiver in there as well. Nice. Um, some of the best available according to PFF: Purdue cornerback Corey Trice reminds me of Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Uh, <laughs> Starling Thomas the Fifth out of UAB. That's another cornerback. Tight end Davis Allen. Finally, getting family running. very proud of their name. Yeah, <laughs> if you get to the fifth, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like Game of Thrones times, you know. Yeah, exactly. Al Bundy says, "Oh my God, why are you guys ignoring the defensive line?" Hey, we're voting on it, man. <laughs> um, speaking of defensive line, Western Kentucky's Broderick Martin, Louisville cornerback Keytrail Clark. San Diego State defensive lineman Jonah Tavai, Gerard Clark out of Coastal Carolina, a second running back, Eric Gray, um, D-tackle Jacob Slade out of Michigan State, got a guard from Washington, Jackson Kirkland, cornerback Makai Garner, wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson, Mississippi linebacker Troy Brown, uh, Dontavian Wicks, a wide receiver out of Virginia. Had a good senior bowl. He did. He did. Um, since he bus wants Josh Wiley, <laughs> of course, under the I mean, radar. It's an elite name. Let's just start right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is true. And he's coming up on your uh, scroll in there. Yeah. He is. JC says that um, Hutchinson is intriguing. Jeremy Lowe would like Clark from Louisville. Got another one for Hutchinson. That's Tom Foolery. Gerard Clark, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Angle, Gerard Clark, or Josh Wiley. Got one for Jackson Kirkland. Kenny McIntosh is is an interesting running back, good third down back. Yeah. um, Who could complement Rashad White very well as well. All right, a couple solid options here. Um, Had a couple for Hutchinson, had a couple for Kirkland. Who was the other one? Wiley. I saw a couple of Wileys. Okay. Uh, instead of position this time, everyone start voting either Wiley, Hutchinson, Mitchell, or Clark. And I'm seeing some a uh, couple of different votes for Popoa. All right. We'll throw Popoa in there as well. Start making your votes in three, two, one, go. While they're voting, somebody did ask, what round are we in? So uh, it's the fifth round at this point. The Bucks are on the clock with pick number 153, which I believe is the second of their fifth round. Yes. Got another one for Papoa. Got one for Wiley. Another for Wiley. Another for Papoa. Funny thing is, just uh, as a, a tangent there, Papoa is coming up on my eval list. He's very close. 
Cool. Very exciting. Another yeah. one for Popo. Uh, Sean goes for Wiley. All right. So we're down to pretty much Popoa and Wiley. So going to just go with tight end and next super chat will be the deciding vote. How's yeah, that? whoever super chats first. I'm shameless. I'm so shameless. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> if anyone wants a super chat, we'll go. We'll Somebody's go like it. 43 cents. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's all it could take. And conveniently, they are right next to each other. Boom. Brian Ravenel. <laughs> Brian Ravenel again with another super chat. Which one can return kicks? Um, um Wiley and Papoa. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think both would have special teams value. I don't know if either can return kicks. Yeah, I don't think either can return kicks. Brian, I appreciate all the super chats tonight. Yeah, guy. Brian, you've been a boss tonight. All right. Well, Al Bundy is a um, often a commenter. Yeah, long time listener, first time. Yes. So guy. we're gonna go with Al's pick. It was very close between Papoe and Wiley, but we're gonna go with Josh Wiley with this pick. So, Josh Wiley it is. Be interesting to see if Popo is still there now at 175. Let's see. If he is, we'll take him. Yeah, well, let's just go back to back. No, but... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Aubrey Miller Jr. Let's I know Servasse Dennis um, is someone that we've spoken to as well. Um, interesting one. What do you guys feel now? Linebacker? We'll throw wide receiver. Fun fact about uh, uh, Jackson State there. Very hard to find all 22. Very, very hard to find all 22 for Jackson. State. Yeah. I remember like even trying to look at his highlight reels. Yeah, on YouTube and stuff like that. It, it wasn't easy. Yep. Probably the best thing, the, the one that I found kind of the most useful to get um, just in terms of like public searches is uh, looking for all 22 clips on uh, Twitter. There's a lot of people post that type of stuff. So I'll look and then I'll just see like Peter Reports video from the senior ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one, throwing into your offensive line as well. Troy Brown out of Mississippi. That's a linebacker. Jake Andrews, center. Ventrell Miller. Kenny McIntosh at running back still available. Ronnie Bell, wide receiver out of Michigan. Chris Rodriguez was super enjoyable to speak to at the NFL Combine. Yep. I know uh, J.C. Allen is huge on Ronnie Bell. He, he really likes Bell. There, there's there's Aubrey Miller. I'm not trying to sway the vote yeah. or anything. But I'm curious there. though, like I really like I really like Aubrey Miller. I'm curious if we could like get him in the next round. But and that's where like this is really interesting. Obviously, this late in the draft, anything can happen. Keeft was on zero draft public draft boards last yeah. year. Bucks took him in the sixth round. So this is really where things kind of get interesting. I think the hype on Aubrey Miller. Um, in in real life, this is kind of where he probably would go, if not a little bit sooner. Since he boss says Aubrey Miller reminds me of Cato June. Hmm. 
Carrie says, people keep saying we should trade for Mac Jones. He's very meh. Bucks aren't trading for Mac Jones. Not happening. Well, and I think uh, the Patriots would not be wise to make that move this year, right? Mac Jones was given a really mm-hmm. bad situation in terms of who was calling plays last year. And in general, it's not good to sell low on a player. Right. So they have a real offensive coordinator this year. See if you can actually boost his value, make him look better, and then potentially move on next year. But <clears throat> A couple people are saying that Miller should be there with their next pick. So we're not going to go with Aubrey Miller for uh, this one. So we'll leave it to wide receiver, running back, um, interior, offensive line. I guess we should throw <laughs> – D-line in there as well. Yeah, and Long Lost Glazer has a great comment. I'm not sure if you can post it up there, but uh, he said Mo Ibrahim at running back was pretty good at Minnesota. Same school that the Bucks have recently dipped into with Antoine Winfield Jr., um, Co'Keefe, Tyler Johnson. Keep an eye on Minnesota. It's a really great pl- point, Long Lost Glazer. You will look, if, if you look across the NFL, certain teams do like drafting from certain schools. They build a rapport with that coaching mm-hmm. staff, they hold those opinions a little bit higher in regard. And Minnesota is absolutely one of those schools, along with uh, what Washington, where uh, the Bucks got Vita Vea, just signed Greg Gaines, at, uh, who was at Washington as well. Um, Central Michigan. Like, yep, Central Michigan as well. So those are a few schools where if you really want to kind of start predicting some things from the Bucks, that's a great thing to look at. So wonderful point there. We got some great fans, don't we? Intelligent fans, too. <laughs> yes, intelligent. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, great yeah no, absolutely. Uh, some people are voting for Maffey. Okay. Maffey. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, uh, Mr. Angle says Washington, Iowa, Auburn, LSU as well. All very, very true. Gary Buff says, do you guys have a formal interview tracker on your website yet? I don't think we have a formal one yet, but we're working on one. So it should right. be out not too too long here. JC votes for Evan Hull. Al Bundy, Broderick Martin is my pick. We need more on the D-line. Al's been very vocal about the need in the D-line there. He has. He has. All right. Let's uh... – Let's <laughs> <Crazy laughs> Let's go. go. Uh, we're probably All about right. three rounds too late for that. Let's um, let's just narrow it down to Broderick Martin, Antonio Maffi, or um, Evan Hall, and Evan Hall. Yep. We'll we'll narrow it down to those three. Everyone, start making your picks, and we'll pick out of those three. While we're getting those in, Al Bundy put uh, he knows Dante Stills and DJ Dale are available at 196. I'm a big Dante Stills fan as a late round flyer. I think he brings some pass rush juice. I don't think he's ever going to be a three down lineman, but as a situational pass rusher, I'm a big fan of his game. All right. The pick is in. A lot of people are saying Maffey, so we are going with him. I thought I accidentally clicked the wrong person. Glad I didn't do that. Four okay. picks later. Yes. Uh, let's see if our guy, if Aubrey Miller Jr. is there. She is there still there. Is. Should we get him though, or should we uh, should we risk the next pick? 
Well, I think I think for a five dollar super chat, we definitely need to put some positions in for Brian Ravenel that can return some kicks. Brian's been, I would say, probably our all-star poster of the night with all those yes, super chats. He is. And I don't know if we've actually gone with one of his picks yet. So I yeah. say let's let's throw it in there. You're right. Let's You're get right. a special teams maven for Brian. This Ravenel. is yes, this is or the Ravenel. official this is the official Brian Ravenel pick. Thank you very much, Brian Ravenel. Ravenel, Ravenel. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Dante Demas. So I guess we're pretty much just looking at wide receivers. Wide receiver, running back. I think running back could be put in there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Kenny McIntosh doesn't really strike me as a returner type. Nah. Let's see here. Dante Demas. Give me one second. Let me do a little bit of research here. There we go. Nine four one. All right. Says uh, we need the speed. Hey, Jason Light did say they want to get faster. So um, I'm gonna put this out there. You know, um, we've been talking about we're using the Pro Football Focus Draft Simulator. I'm gonna go ahead and use their um, <clears throat> their website and their grades in terms of kick returners using this. Uh, draft year uh, and the top people tank Dell he's way off the board yeah um let's see Eric Garor uh, G-A-R-R-O-R he's a cornerback out of Louisiana Lafayette would be the next one with a significant number of returns does not look like he is on the board Nico Remigio, he's a wide receiver out of Fresno State, would be next on that list. 21 kickoff returns, 481 yards. It's a punt return. He is there. 16 punt returns for 259 yards um, and a long of 87. Oh, JC's been uh, talking about him. There we go. All right, well, if he's the best kick returner, damn it. We're Let's getting the best it. kick returner available. Thank you to Brian Ravenel for uh, all of your super chats. This one's for you. And Nico, thanks to JC Allen for having thanks to that JC kind as of well. knowledge just off yeah. the top of his head. <laughs> he goes deep. Wow, if somebody clips that, that could sound really wrong. <laughs> Uh, speaking of clips, let's hear a clip from our friends over at Age Rejuvenation. As we age, our hormones decrease, both for men and women. I was tired all the time, had no sex drive. I was groggy. I felt like I was 80 years old because everything hurt. I came to Age Rejuvenation because I was tired all the time. Bioidentical hormones has really made such an impact in people's lives. I actually enjoy shopping now. Got my, all my energy back. Mind is sharp. I feel like I'm 18 again. It was perfect for me. Get with Age Rejuvenation. Do it now. Don't wait. Call Age Rejuvenation today. Better have better sex. Go deep with Age Rejuvenation. They have testosterone therapy, peptide therapy, and stem cell therapy. You see John Gilmore on the screen. That is a modern-day picture of John Gilmore, not from when he was playing 
uh, for the Bucks and in the NFL a couple of years ago. He speaks so highly of it. Um, Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com has spoken a ton about how he's lost weight from it, how he's not napping anymore, and how much of a difference it has made for him um, in his life. So go to agejuvenation.com and see how it can help you. That is age rejuvenation. Let's get back to this mock draft as we start closing things out. We have a couple more picks to go. How we feeling, Peter people? I'm curious to see if uh, the kid out of Jackson State's still there, Aubrey Miller. Ask and you shall receive. He is still, still there. there. He is still there. Ah, so, do we keep risking it though? <laughs> well, I was going to say, let's look at his average draft position and his overall rank. That can give you kind of an idea there. So he's going yeah. in the 220s. And he's right. Yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. So I know um, Al Bundy's been talking defensive line. I don't think we filled that particular position yet. No, we have not. Yeah, we will. Um, don't need. Let's see what we've got at that position. DL. Where were just you? I just it. saw you. Right oh. above edge. There we go. We'll throw tight end in the mix as well. And, of course, running back. So, Roderick Martin's still available. Jonah Tavai, Jacob Slade. Best running back available is Kenny McIntosh. His ADP is 170. We're at 181. So, a little bit of value there. Uh, Al Bundy had mentioned Dante Stills, who I'm pretty big on. Will Mallory is uh, an interesting, uh, more of a pass-catching tight end. I've kind of liked his tape. Muhammad Ibrahim, another one I've really liked. Yeah, it looks like Ibrahim we can get pretty much later. I mean, there's talks of him being uh, being like a... Uh, an undrafted free agent that I'd be interested in. So Yeah, coming off of, I think, a major ACL injury two years ago. That makes sense. Everyone's favorite fullback slash running back, Hunter Lepke. We're not taking him now, I'm just saying. Somebody had actually mentioned fullback. I think um, I I don't think that that would be a position the Bucs would target given Keith's versatility to kind of play that that H-back role. uh, Right. Where I think that he's kind of a hybrid tight end uh, fullback type. All right. Um, I'm liking that Aubrey Miller pick. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like we can get him. I feel like we can get him in the with the next pick. That's fair. What do you guys think? Should we go with Aubrey Miller now, or should we go with a DT or an HB? I don't know why I'm saying their initials with a defensive <laughs> tackle or a running back. Realistic options only, please. We are not going with Hunter Lepke. Thank you, though, E.T. Seeing lots of calls for defensive tackle. Yeah, a couple votes for defensive tackle. Grace Point wants Aubrey Miller. Gaming Wizard wants defensive tackle. Grizz says we need a defensive tackle more. uh, Sorry, we need linebacker more than defensive tackle or running back. Kind of hoping for this defensive tackle, Dante Stills. 
super hey, Matt. Cash. yeah i apologize i am gonna have to bug out um family member just blew a tire and i need to go be to the rescue i am very sorry to hear that man you go and do that um best of luck i appreciate all that best wishes um hope that works out all right but josh yep. thank you so much for joining man we will talk to you later Absolutely. Viewers, I think you guys have had a fantastic mock draft. I can't wait to see how it ends up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Josh. Talk to you later. Yep. Thank you. All right. And then there was one. Whew. Very, very close between DT and uh, inside linebacker. We'll go with defensive tackle for this one, as Kieran says. Capo to the rescue. Yeah, uh, Josh Capo. Always there on the scene. All right, let's go with defensive tackle for this one. Couple options: uh, Martin, Tavai, Slade. Those are the top three available. Um, let's go with those three choices. Actually, we'll give you the card blanche for all of it. Cameron Young is in the mix as well. Gaming Wizard wants Martin. Grizz points out that uh, the Bucks also have Deidre and Sonat. We'll go with Broderick Martin. All righty. Next pick, number 196. If Aubrey Miller's there, I'm going with it. Actually, we still got time. Still have tight ends available. Running back. Troy Brown. Actually, we'll take we'll take linebacker off because we uh Aubrey Miller is our guy. <laughs> All right, running backs. We got Evan Hull, Will Mallory, Chris Rodriguez, Ibrahim, Cameron Latu, Latu, Marshawn Ford. Best available. Marte Mapu still there. Uh, Tavai, Jason Taylor, Jordan McFadden, offensive tackle. How do you guys feel about Marte Mapu? Grace, if Miller's there with the next pick after this one, we'll go with uh, Aubrey Miller. Super straight cash again, saying speed, speed, speed. Al saying, uh, count last year, we have Hicks, Vita Vea, Will Golston, Logan Hall, Nato, et cetera, et cetera. Where are we at? 196. All right, everyone, take a look at the best available. I'll move slowly. If there's anyone in particular that you're a fan of and uh, it fits the overall roster for the Bucks, we'll, we'll make sure we do that. As Martin says, uh, where was that? 
Tennessee Mortis says, uh, drafts have been falling weird for me on PFF the last few days. What about Stenson Bennett? Bennett, I'm not crazy against. I just think, again, you can get him with the next pick or two. Bill wants best player available. Best player available is Marte Mapu. JC says Troy Brown, but if we're going with Aubrey Miller, that's going to be our guy. Wait another minute or a second or two. JC wants to know about Brenton Strange. Not seeing him. All right, I'm going to go with Marte Mapu because I like him. Pick number 252. Is he there? Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Grace Point. Uh, looks like Aubrey Miller Jr. was taken. I thought maybe it would have been available. Uh, Al wants to know if we grabbed the running back yet. No, we did not. Uh, haven't taken... Oh, no, we took Josh Wiley. Uh, so we have tight end. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right, uh, we'll leave it to linebacker or running back. Troy Brown, Drake Thomas, um, some running backs, Tavion Thomas, Tavion Thomas, Tyon Evans, Travis Dye. I'm so sorry. I really, I really wanted Aubrey Miller. Some people saying Ibrahim. All right, we'll go with Ibrahim. That will be the pick. Thought I saw Ibrahim in there. Ibrahim. Nope, I'm taken as well. All right, Gaming Wizard voted for Troy Brown, so Brown is the pick. All right, so we got an A minus for Darnell Wright, a D minus <laughs> for Derek Hall, A minus for Jamie Robinson, a D plus for Josh Wiley, a B minus for Antonio Moppy, an F for uh, Nico Remigio, an A minus for Broderick Martin, an A plus for Marte Mapu, and an A for Troy Brown. So did not end up getting a running back. Missed out on our guy, Aubrey Miller Jr., but that is our picks. Appreciate everyone um, giving your input one more time. First round, Darnell Wright. Second round, Derek Hall. Jamie Robinson in round three. Josh Wiley in round five. Antonio Maffi also in round five. Nico Remigio um, in round six. Broderick Martin in round six, Marte Mapu, the 
third uh, of round six, and then Troy Brown at 252 in round seven. Yes, JC says uh, PFF hates Derek Hall. ET says trenches. Grace Point says uh, Torrance from Florida would have been solid. And Flash Gordon says, and that's the way the draft goes. Well, guys, this was a ton of fun. Uh, Really enjoyed interacting with everybody during this. Um, If you guys want to do it again, we'll do one a week. Maybe not always on Thursday. Maybe we'll throw in a Wednesday uh, mock draft where we do it. But if you guys had fun, we'll do this once a week leading up until the draft in the last week of April. Uh, might try to cut it down a little bit. The show's going a little bit long, but um, a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time interacting with everybody. Hope you guys had fun too. Uh, real quick, just make sure you're following pewterreport.com and all of our coverage on social media, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pewter Report, and then our YouTube channel right here, right now, where you are watching it. It is at Pewter Report TV. Please like, subscribe to our youtube channel so that's gonna do it for us on tonight's show for josh capo who left a couple minutes ago i'm matt matera saying thanks everybody for watching have a great weekend enjoy the masters if you're a fan of golf and we'll see you next week for another edition of the pewter report podcast later peace out